Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today, we are going to complete our study of the Prophet Jeremiah, Yirmiyahu, chapter 51. So this is 51b. This is Saul Weiner, the host for the podcast. We um, stopped at verse 32, so and 51a. So now in B, we're going to start with verse 33. Here, we find a... The beginning of a conversation between God and Jerusalem, or God and the people of Israel speaking for Jerusalem. We've seen similar uh, uh, presentations by other prophets where uh, there's a conversation between God and his people, or God and, and the nation. So we're going to start with verse 33. <clears throat> And this is God speaking. Because so says God, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Bat Bavel, the daughter Babylon, Kigoren eight Hidricha. She is like a threshing floor at the time we tread upon it. Od Maat Uva In a moment, the season for her harvest will come. Remember that Jeremiah is still talking about the destruction of Babylon. So God says to the people, <clears throat> says to Israel, says to Ju Judah, says to the land, that um, Babylon is now, the time for the destruction of Babylon is about to be here. They are going to be like a threshing floor getting crushed. Now, the Jerusalem speaks, or Zion speaks. Acholani, Hamamani, Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Bavel. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, has devoured me and crushed me. Hitzigani Klirik, he left me like an empty vessel because he took the people out of Jerusalem. Biloani Katanin, <coughs> he swallowed me like a crocodile. <coughs> Excuse me. He filled his belly with my delicacies. In other words, with my people with whom he enslaved. He has cast me away and left me with nothing. My stolen possessions. And my flesh itself. Al-Bavel has now went to Bavel. In other words, all of my riches and wealth of the temple has been taken to Babylon. And even my flesh, meaning the people that are supposed to be living here, have been taken to Babylon. Tomar Yosheves Tion. This is what she who dwells in Zion is now saying. Vidomi. That's how we can see that these last verses are being spoken by the dwellers of Zion or by Zion itself. Vidomi El Yoshve Kastim. And my blood is upon those that live in the land of Chaldea. Tomar Yushalayim, so says Jerusalem herself. My blood meaning that it is their fault. They are responsible. Now God has a rather long answer. Next several verses are God speaking back to the people. Uh, this is going to go all the way till from verse 36 through verse 50. Lachain, therefore call Maradonai, so says God. We're going to read a lot about destruction of Babylon. So just hang on for some more words of destruction. I, 
God, I'm going to fight your fight. I will take up your cause. And I am going to take your revenge. Remember, God is speaking to Jerusalem. I will dry up her sea and I will cause her fountain to evaporate. Remember, Babylon was <coughs> powerful in part or in large part due to her proximity to the large rivers, Tigris and Euphrates. Saying God will dry up her rivers is like saying he will dry up their source of stream. And Babylon will become like heaps of stones. Tanim, a place where jackals you know, uh, run about like a wild desolate field. It will be a place of desolation, a place of shrieking with no inhabitants. They will roar in unison like young lions and bray like lion cubs, referring to the wild animals that will inhabit the place that is now Babylon. I'm reading verse 39 now. Bechumam, when they are warm, Oshit et mishtehem, I will get out, I will put out their drink, Vihishkartim, and then they will get drunk. This is God talking to the Babylonians. Legend has it that the night uh, that they were attacked by Persia, Belshazzar, the king of, of Babylon, was partying and getting drunk. They were so oblivious <clears throat> to the oncoming danger and so confident in their in their um, in their strength that the the people and the nobles were, were literally partying and drunk, lemanya alozu, in order that they should should um, uh, 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 revel or or party. and then in the end they'll get attacked and they're going to sleep the sleep forever and they'll never wake up no because they will be killed by the enemies. Verse 40, Orirem Kicharim, I will, Oridem, I'm sorry, I will lead them down Kicharim Litvoach, like, like sheep being led to slaughter, Keelim Imatudim, like rams together with male goats being brought to the slaughterhouse. Eich Nilkedosheshach, how is it that Babylon has become, been taken captive? Sheshach is by a system of transposing letters, Hebrew letters, called Atbach, Atbash, where um, it's, it, uh, it's too, a little too detailed to explain right now for the purpose of this, but, but the opposite letters of Bavel would be Sheshach. So God, how is it that Bavel has been struck down or taken captive and it, it's using this system because Sheshach would be the upside down of, ba of the word Bavel, Babylon. Vatito face Tihilas Kolorets, the praise of all the earth has been seized. This was the praise of all the earth because it was the mighty, powerful, beautiful nation. How Babylon has now become a desolation among the nations. The sea has overcome Babylon. This is the sea of invading armies have overcome it. She is enveloped by the raging waves. Of, again, of course, meaning of the armies that are attacking her. Verse 43, Her towns have become desolate. They have become parched land and desert. No man dwells there. And no person even uses them as a road to pass through. I will bring retribution and punishment upon Baal. Baal is the god of ba one of the gods of Babylon. Probably the source of the name Babylon is from their god Baal. Omipiv, I shall um, make what he swallowed up come up from his mouth. 
meaning I will make him vomit, I will make him vomit forth his people, the people that are worshipping Baal will be vomited forth from their land, and no longer will nations come and towards Babylon in order to pray at their temples and, and appease their kings, even the mighty walls of Babylon is, are going to fall. My people, this is the God referencing his people Israel, saying, get out of, you leave from there, leave from within there. May each person save their own lives from before the anger of God. This, leave, get out, and uh, um, get out of Babylon because they are doomed. Do not be faint of heart and fearful uh, regarding the rumor that is being heard in the land. And later that year, another rumor. And later that year, another rumor. Don't be fooled um, and, and don't be afraid to leave because of all kinds of rumors and nonsense. I'm telling you of and violence in the land, the Moshel Moshel and rulers fighting with rulers. Don't be afraid of that. Babylon, your oppressor, will be destroyed. You can leave. Therefore, there are days coming. This is verse 47. I will punish and take retribution upon the graven images, the idols of Babylon, and her entire land will be ashamed. And all of those that are slain in battle will fall within within Babylon. And heaven and earth and and everything that is contained in the entire universe will be happy and rejoice. Because from the north, meaning from Persia and Media, which is to the north of Babylon, the the ravagers are going to come against her. Gambavel, this is verse 49. Limpol Chalei Yisrael. It's because of Babylon that the slain people of Israel, Israel have fallen. So therefore, because they have done that terrible deed, Therefore also, because the slain of the entire land lay fallen. Um, the, uh, uh, this, I'm, I, 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 let me correct the translation of this verse. It is Babylon's fault that the slain of Israel have fallen, but as Jeremiah reminds us, it wasn't just Israel, Gamlu Bavel, it is also Bavel's fault that that the dead of all of the nations that she oppressed and conquered have fallen. So Babylon is again, Jeremiah is addressing Israel, but constantly reminds us that he's referring to all of the nations that Babylon made suffer as well. Platim Mecherev. Those that have been spared of the sword, Hilchu, go, get out of there, get out of Babylon. Al Tamoru, don't stand there. Zichru Merachoket Adonai. Remember, remember God from afar. Even though you're far away from where God's centers used to be in Jerusalem, remember God. And remember Jerusalem, remember Jerusalem in your heart and, uh, and, 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 and leave Babylon and and go to Jerusalem. Verse 51, Now here, this is Jerusalem answering God back. God gave, said, I will 
take your revenge. I will destroy Babylon. I will free the you from Babylon. Remember where you're supposed to come back to. Come back to Jerusalem. And now we, Jerusalem answers and says, Boshnu, we are ashamed. Mechera, I'm sorry, Boshnu, we are ashamed kishamanu cherpa because we have heard of our disgrace. We have, we have heard, we understand what we did wrong. We're embarrassed. We're embarrassed that we sinned and therefore deserved this punishment that we had upon us. Kistoch Our faces are full of embarrassment. Because now, because of our deeds, strangers have come and destroyed, meaning Babylon had come and destroyed the holy sacred areas of God's house. This is what the people respond. God says it's time. Don't Babylon will be destroyed, and you're going to come back to Jerusalem. Meanwhile, what we feel is shame that all of this disaster came about because of our deeds. Verse fifty-two. God answers again. Now He's talking. God is talking back to the people. Therefore, He God says that don't worry. Days are coming. I am going to take retribution against the graven images of Babylon and all over the land of her land, in other words, the land of Babylon, the slain, the slain people shall take their last breath. Even should Babylon ascend to the heavens, this is a, a reference to the tall buildings known as the ziggurat, these tall tall towers uh, uh, built to both impress people and defend. Also, if you remember, the Tower of Babel in Genesis was inspired by the ziggurat in Babylon, these tall buildings. Even if Babylon builds to the heavens, and even if they fortify the heights of their strength, still the marauders, the attackers, shall still come to her and take her down. says, God, nothing Will stand in front of me. Now we turn from this conversation between God and the people, and we we listen to the prophet himself start to speak. In verse fifty-four, "Kol me bavel." There's the sound of a cry coming from Babylon, "V'shever gadol me'eretz kastim," and a great collapse is coming from the lands of the Chaldeans. "Kishodet Adonayet bavel," because God is marauding or destroying Babylon. And gone from her is the great sound, in other words, the noise of all the comings and goings in business as she was the capital of the world, that's all, all that loud noise is gone. Their waves that would rage like great waters, the waves again is probably a reference to the armies, the waves of soldiers that used to come from Babylon, they, they like great waters, they're gone. And they used to come giving out this great, great tumultuous sound, this loud sound, but they're gone. Because the marauder has come upon Babylon. Her powerful men have been captive, taken captive. Their bows have been crushed. In other words, their weapons are crushed. Because a God is a God of recompense. God is a God who pays back evil. They were evil. They were evil towards their enemies. God repays them. Shalem, shalem. He will indeed repay them. And again, a reference to the partying that they had, the, the confidence that they had. It's, it's often when a society becomes decadent and becomes overconfident and becomes overwealthy 
that they are the most vulnerable and the most likely to sin and rebel against God. So again, I will intoxicate her governors, her officials, her wise men, her deputies, and her mighty men. And after that, that party, they're going to end up sleeping the, the sleep that lasts forever. They will never wake up. So says God, the king, the real king, whose name is God, the Lord of hosts. So now I'm about to read verse 58. Those what we said before, the words of the prophet. Now this is again God speaking. This is, uh, and the prophet speaking the word of God. This is what God said. The broad wall, the big protection wall of Babylon will be demolished and her high gates shall uh, um, uh, be uh, set afire. And people shall toil for naught. In other words, those that are trying to defend Babylon, those that have done so much to build Babylon, are working for nothing because it's all going to fall apart. And nations, meaning those nations that are working for Babylon, and they will earn just destruction in fire and they will be just exhausted and no longer be able to defend themselves. The last few verses changes pace a little bit and gives us a little bit of a historical perspective on when these words were said. These words, Jeremiah, as were said as follows. Verse 59. When did Jeremiah speak these words against Babylon? Remember, <laughs> Tzidkiyahu was the last king of Judah. The first he began as a vassal to Babylon, but then he organized a revolt against Babylon. And that revolt started uh, um, somewhere around the fourth year of Tzidkiyahu's rule. Apparently, we're about to learn that when this revolt was started, Tzidkiyahu had talked to five kings of the surrounding nations of Tyre and Moab and Ammon and, 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 and Aza and, and had drawn up a pact that all of them would band together to fight Babylon for power. Um, apparently, the Babylonians, this is this is not clear from the text, but this is a pretty, it seems likely that this is what happened. Babylon was getting suspicious, and the king Tzidkiyahu of Judah went to Babylon in order to pay tribute to Babylon, probably to, um, not just to pay tribute, but also to show his fealty to Babylon and his subservience to them in order to appease the king Nebuchadnezzar so that he wouldn't think that there is a rebellion afoot. And at this time, he was the king was accompanied by one of his closest advisors, the advisor who was called the Sar Menucha, the one who was the one who he used to relax with. The one who was the confidant of the confidant of the king, who the king would sit and sh and talk about with and drink with and you know uh, play games with and sit around in his lounge and for the modern equivalent smoke a cigar with. So these words were said at the time and written down at the time when Tzidkiyahu was about to make his trip to um, Babylon to appease the king of Nebuchadnezzar so that he shouldn't be suspicious that a rebellion is, is afoot. And this, uh, his his right hand man was a man that we're about to learn about, Siraya ben Neriya. Siraya was his name. He was the son of Neriya. 
Neriah was also the name of uh, the father of Baruch, the Jeremiah's scribe. I'm not sure if they're related or not, um, but the, either way, they, both Sariah and Baruch had a father with the same name. Whether they were the same person, I don't know. So Hadavora, this is verse 59. Hadavora Shertzivar Yirmiyo Hanavi et Sariya ven ven This is the word that Jeremiah, the prophet, commanded. Sariya, this assistant of the king, Belechto, when he accompanied at Tzidkiyo Melech Yehuda Bavel, when he accompanied the king Tzidkiyo, the king of Judah, to, to Babylon on this mission of appeasement, Bishnatar Viet which took place in the fourth year of his kingdom, and Suraya was the officer with whom the king used to relax. So he was a close confidant of the king. And Jeremiah told this confidant of the king the following message. And he said, what did he do? He did as follows. Verse 60. Jeremiah wrote down all of these prophecies of destruction that he prophesied about what's going to happen to Babylon in one long scroll, all of these things which we've just read together, chapter 50 and 51, that were written regarding Babylon. This is verse 61, and Jeremiah said to Sariah, when you get to Babylon, and you see um, Babylon, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Vira'ita Vikarata, you will see that you will read. In other words, make sure to read Eid Kolhadvara Ma'ila, presumably in public. Announce these things in public. Vi'amarta, and you should say, Adonai Atodi Barto Elamakom Hazelachviso. Lord, you declared that this place shall be cut off. Levilti Hayot Boyoshev that there will be no one living here. Not humans or animals, because this will be desolate for all time. This is at a time when, when the Nebuchadnezzar was pretty much at the zenith of his power, and the city of Babylon was one of the most lively, most important commercial and political centers of the entire known civilized world, at least in that hemisphere. And... Here, the, the, the assistant of the king was announcing that one day it's going to be completely destroyed and desolate with no one living there. It's hard to imagine how this would not have undermined Tzidkiyahu's message when he came to appease the king Nebuchadnezzar, when his closest confidant is announcing in the streets that Babylon will be destroyed. It's very hard to imagine how Tzidkiyahu and... and um, Saraya got out of Babylon alive. I know this is kind of using my imagination a little, but what I'm thinking is that the way that happened is because it was seemed so silly to say that one day Babylon will be destroyed, being that now this is the most powerful nation in the world, that people probably laughed at him and thought he was nuts and out of his mind. And therefore no one took him seriously. This is verse 63, and Jeremiah is still instructing him what to do. When you finish Lekroata Sefer Hazer reading this book, this scroll, Tikshoral of Evan, tie a stone around it, tie a rope and then a stone to the rope, Vishlachto al and throw it into the Euphrates River so that it sinks to the bottom and no one will ever see it again. The Omarta, and you'll say that Kocha Tishkabovel, the same way that that scroll is sunk to the bottom of the Euphrates and tied to a rock so no one will ever see it again, Velotakum, and 
Uh, so, so similarly, will Babylon itself sink and drown and will never ever arise again because of the disaster that I am bringing upon her. Remember, he's speaking in the name of God via Efu, and the um, they shall become completely exhausted. The people of Babylon, until this point, these are the words of Jeremiah, the prophet. This concludes chapter 51. We have one chapter left, which is going to be a little bit more of a historical review than anything else. That's chapter 52. And 52 will complete our study of the book of Jeremiah. Thank you so much for studying with me the book until now. Looking forward to studying chapter 52 and completing this great book of Jeremiah together.